Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Cricket Cousins Podcast. Cousins Podcast. Cousins Podcast. This is a unique cricket podcast in that we are all first cousins. We are all geographically all around the world. We love various different cricket teams and we love cricket. I am Kumar Anna and along with me here are Neil and Nathan. Three of us live near each other in the US East Coast. Ankit is in Bangalore and today we are joined by our cousin sister from UK who is the only one among us to have actually played red ball cricket in interschool tournaments in Mumbai when she was in school. Welcome, Manu. One more Hi. thing to add about Anu's experience is that she, I've been told uh, based off of Legends that she was coached by uh, one of the coaches who coached the legend Sachin Tendulkar in Mumbai. But he was part of the Mumbai School Sports Association and it is possible that he coached some of Tendulkar's peers, but I'm not sure he actually coached him, so I'm not sure he got that information from. But when I was in school, so when I was about 13 or 14, for about two years, I played cricket for my school. It's, Name of the school? Is, yeah, my school, my school was called, uh, is called St. Columba. And it is actually the first girls' school in Bombay. So it was established in the 1800s sometimes. So cricket only came to our school when I was 13. So the first year that I came in, this was shortly after the 1996 World Cup. Obviously, there was a great deal of excitement about that World Cup in Yadrit pretty well so everybody was interested boys girls whoever and um, the teachers and the principal in the school noticed that everyone was getting really into cricket so they said why don't we try and get a coach for the girls so they did he was actually this rather elderly gentleman sadly he passed away recently Um, mommy found an obituary a few months ago but he must have been quite old by then Uh, so yeah we played um, into school cricket. There weren't many girls' schools that were playing cricket at that point. So we didn't have that many matches. But when we did, it was good fun. We did eventually play at district level as well. So we went to a few other uh, area, um, districts in Maharashtra and, uh, for about a week or so to play some games. Um, but I think we lost all of them. So we didn't do very well. <laughs> and so I don't have much to uh, say about my cricket career because it was very short-lived, highly unsuccessful. But I completely enjoyed it. I was opening bats woman, very Dravid style, although I absolutely adore him. I didn't score very many runs. I was quite slow. Uh, It was quite difficult to get me out. Uh, I was also a leg spin bowler, not because I had any leg spin skills, but because when I bowled, that's how the ball went. It it just, (laughs) it always went, it was always a leg spin. I didn't try to do it. That's how it, that's how the balls ended up. Very often, I was very famous for my wides. Like my my wides were wide, completely wide, <laughs> wide like you can't imagine. And um, that is the end of my story. I only played in school. Then, ten standard exams came up, and I had to study. So that was the end of that. So thank okay. you for letting me join, and I will be quiet for the rest of this podcast because <laughs> no, I am not I am not experts <laughs> like the rest of my cousins. No, 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 Anu, I need to hear your experience because uh, I know you've been in Brighton for uh, quite a while now. I have watched matches in the UK. We've been to um, a GS Bowl in Southampton twice. 
um, mm-hmm. both of them were for test matches for just one day. Wow. That's really all we could get the tickets for. But it's a great experience. Watching cricket in the UK is quite something else. It is still my dream to go to Lords. I've never done that. I will eventually someday. But just uh, okay. I, I love watching any, any form of cricket. So Maybe we should have a cousin's Lords excursion. That would be exceptional. Yeah. That would be absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so in uh, in today's podcast, we are going to split the podcast in two parts. The first part, we are going to do a review of the first England test that was played in Chennai that got completed. And in the second part, we are going to preview the second test that is also going to be played in Chennai. So uh, just a recap, guys, on the match. I know... I think you guys all watched it in bits and pieces, but uh, England won the toss, elected to bat first. They put up a huge total, 578. Uh, Root had a 200. Sibley hit 80. Stokes had a very uh, solid innings of 80 as well. When in, the, in India's first innings, they put up 337. Uh, it was not a great batting effort from India. We'll get more into that. But uh, Pujara had a 70, Pant had 90, Sundar had 85. Uh, but really, the, the top order floundered a bit. Uh, India, uh, England did not enforce the follow-on. They batted again, uh, put up a total of 178. So basically, it was a target of India on day five of about of around 420. But they... Uh, did not bat well on that last day and lost the match by two hundred and over two hundred runs actually over two hundred yeah so um, let's start off though on day one because I know we were texting in the group chat about the match and the first thing that really surprised a bunch of people before play even started was the selection especially on the India side so Kumarna. Maybe you should talk a little bit about your reaction to the Indian selection specifically. Yes. Yeah. So when the you know we were in the earlier podcast, we were talking. I was talking so much about Kuldeep because he has been to Australia, has not played a single Test match there, and uh, Virat springs us a surprise and says that uh, Aksar is injured, so they bought in Nadim, and I'm like thinking, what happened to poor Kuldeep and. I think that was a mistake that they made. Going with Washington Sundar right now seems like a logical choice. Uh, he's a good batsman. He's got to do a lot of learning from a bowling standpoint. So that was the one point. But okay, India as a management is supporting uh, Sundar, which is a good thing. But I just felt very disappointed that Kuldeep was not selected. The other selection, the, the second seamer, which I had predicted in the earlier podcast, that uh, Ishant will get a chance because of his record in the sense he's closing to 100 tests and 300 wickets. He got his 300 wicket in this test match. He bowled, okay, not too good. So those were my thoughts from the India selection. Uh, I'm pretty sure if Virat had won the toss, he would have batted. India has not won the toss for a test match in the last three test matches in Australia. We didn't win and we didn't win here also. So it will be interesting to see what we do in the next. Compared to India, I definitely think England uh, was a lot more sound in terms of their selection. I think uh, looking at their 11 on this test, I wasn't disappointed at all. Uh, anything, I would have liked to see uh, Moen Ali and Stuart Broad. Uh, but, you know, just based on their experience in the subcontinent, uh, and their performance has been definitely on the high front whenever they perform in India. Nonetheless, I, I really think that they did a good job with the selection. Uh, they 
I think this time around, I think they really wanted to give a lot of opportunities for these upcoming spinners. Because one thing about English cricket lately is that you never equate spin bowlers with England to be, you know, their strong suit. But in this case, I definitely think both Dom Best and Jack Leach were expected to do much, and they definitely performed. And I was very happy with the steamers. And I think, you know, this has been reinforced a thousand times, it seems, ever since his career started. But Jimmy Anderson is an excellent steamer. And I think on the last day, we saw that. Um, the performance from some of the other youngsters that we saw, I think uh, Sibley uh, was definitely did very well in the first innings. Dan Lawrence, uh, first time he batted on the third spot, and uh, he unfortunately got out for a duck, but you can't really um, drill in too much for that. I think Zach Crawley should have been in the third spot, but unfortunately he wasn't selected. And I actually learned later there was an injury. But nonetheless, this was a learning experience for Dan Lawrence. I definitely think uh, some of the you know the well-established guys, obviously Stokes is doing what Stokes does. And I think he did pretty pretty good in the first inning. I think that partnership with uh, Stokes and Root is uh, really what continued to the tone uh, throughout the first innings. And I definitely think the Sibley-Root partnership sort of set the tone. Jofra Archer, when it comes to England seamers, he is the definition of it. Ultimately, I think there wasn't much issue uh, with this 11. Uh, besides the uh, the duck uh, and, and the underperformance by Dan Lawrence, I think everything else really panned out nicely. <clears throat> but coming back to the Indian selection, what do we do about Kuldeep? Why wasn't he selected? It's a it's a good question. That, that spot that went to Nadeem, we had talked on the preview part about Jadeja's injury, which is a big loss in any match. But it was especially costly in Chennai, right, where he's uh, he loves those low and slow conditions. He is a great bowler in those conditions as well. But he was not available. We talked about Hardik. We talked about Kuldeep yeah. uh, for that last spot. Yeah, what happened to Kuldeep? We don't know. I'm totally mystified why Kuldeep was not selected in, the, in this. Uh, I really cannot put a finger on it. And the way Nadeem bowled it, he did, really did not justify his selection. So if you look at Nadeem's staff. Nadeem has played only two test matches and he's got a total of eight wickets. While Kuldeep has played six test matches and he's got 24 wickets. And he's been with the team all through the Australia tour, carried the drinks around in the field, bowled in the nets. You know, it's a logical selection. I'm really mystified. Sometimes Kohli and Shastri make some very weird selections. Like, for example, in South Africa, they drop... Pujara for a test. They dropped Bhuvaneshwar Kumar for a test and really could not explain the reasoning behind it. But Kohli has lost the last four test matches he has captained. He lost two test matches in New Zealand. He lost the Adelaide test and now the Chennai test. Nadim is never going to get picked again. This was his chance. His no, bowling was loose. Uh, Joe Root and Ben Stokes really took him to the cleaner. Yeah, it, 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 it really talks about how well uh, Sibley and Root batted in that session. Yeah. They really batted well. They swept the spinner. They yes, and, and, and to add to that, I really thought that uh, all three parts of Sibley's game, which was his timing, his footwork, and his patience, were just right on par. And like I mentioned earlier, I really think that partnership with Root and Sibley is what set the tone for the entire match, just based on their partnership in the first inning. That was superb. Absolutely. I have to say, I agree. I was mystified about Kuldeep as well. So one of the reasons Nadim, you can say Nadim was picked, was the pitch conditions, right? Or at least the anticipated pitch conditions. The pitch played well. Uh, it broke down on the fifth day, but you know, normally pitches in India will break down on the fifth day. When the Before the fifth day, I remember us all talking about it. And I got a sense of deja vu where... India is being asked to bat on the fifth day for the third consecutive test match. They almost pulled off a victory in 
Sydney. They could not because of injuries and they didn't have enough able-bodied people in the lineup to basically get those runs. But after the Pujara Pant innings, India were in a position in Sydney for the, for the win, but they couldn't. They went for it in Gaba and they won. Is this team that good that for the third time in India, requiring 380-plus runs, will they pull it off? I was very hopeful. Uh, others were not. But what it basically showed is that in Australia, the fifth-day pitches did not crumble, while in India, in the heat of Chennai, the fifth-day pitch crumbled. And the wickets that you see that went on the last innings of the test match, the bowls by Anderson, there were many balls which kept low. So I'm okay with the pitch. I'm fine with the pitch. India lost the test match in the first innings of the England back. One question I do want to note is after this whole uh, test wrapped up, uh, when they interviewed both Ashwin and Kohli, one thing that they pointed to was the ball and how it was really, the team was breaking out before the 50th over, which was pretty unusual than what they expected. So do you think that had a significant play? Yes, there has been a lot of talk about the condition of the SG ball. These are new SG balls that are used that look more like the Kukurbaras, but the seam was destroyed by the first 25-30 overs with the hitting Root and Sibley were doing. It's the same ball for England also. It is the same ball for other teams that are batting. England bowled well with that ball. They were able to control the flow of the Indian innings with that ball. So, I have no issues with the ball. Okay, so Nathan, you were talking a little bit about the England batting first innings, right? So, Root obviously had a huge first innings, continued his form from Sri Lanka. Stokes played very well, as we mentioned at the top. Sibley, you've been talking about. What were your thoughts on England's batting performance in that first inning? In the first innings, I thought they really did a great job. In fact, I thought some of the wickets that they got, particularly when Stokes got out and then early on when Burns got out, I thought both of those were kind of laughable. It was, you know, close to one o'clock in the morning by the time Burns got out when I was watching it here in the U.S. When, when he tried that reverse sweep after Ashwin bowled and it just got, you know, caught up in the slips. I, I, I started to think maybe Rory Burns thought he was Kevin Peterson for a moment. <laughs> so that was definitely a laughable uh, wicket. Although, although I do think that Root coming out and well, Dan Lawrence going off the duck and Root coming out, like I said, uh, really set the tone. I do think that Ben Stokes, uh, it was more or less a give me wicket, I felt. Uh, because yeah, then again, that was another strong partnership, the Stokes and Root partnership. You know, Ben Stokes trying to sweep it like side and ended up going straight in the hair. And it was still wobbled. So nonetheless, I felt those two wickets were much less careless wickets. But other than that, I thought the patience that England shown in the first innings was very good. I did like the contributions from Ollie Pope and Josh Butler as well. I feel like they did what they needed to do, which is really ride Joe Roots back from where he was leading the team. I just wanted to mention about India's bowling attack in that first inning. We talked about Nadeem's selection extensively. I really think Nadeem... And to some extent, even Ishant struggled. They didn't bowl their best, right? I think one of the, uh, Kumar, now we talked about this in the Australia tour, but one of the things with pace bowling especially is the intimidation factor, right? So Nathan was talking a lot about Archer. Mm -hmm. When a bowler like Archer is running at you, when a bowler like Cummins is running at you. There's a certain level of intimidation every ball, right? There's an unpredictability, there's a consistency, there's a, a variety in, 
and how they are able to get the ball to sort of do subtle movements off the pitch, come at you with consistent pitch. I, th- I think one of the things in this match we saw that India really only has one bowler that is intimidating to ball in and ball out to the batting lineup, and that's Bumrah. Yeah, Bumrah was unlucky, I think, in that first inning. The English batsmen seemed settled against Sharma and Nadeem, right? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, from an intimidation standpoint, it was only Bumrah. When I say intimidate, I don't necessarily mean from a physical sense of bouncers, but just mm-hmm. in terms of taking wickets, right? So ball in right. and ball out. Who are you afraid to face? When you're when we're watching the match, for example, exactly. ball in and ball out. Cummins Ooh. in Australia was a really good example of this. Every ball mm-hmm. you thought, there's a potential he could take a wicket here, right? No doubt. There was not a ball which you felt comfortable at least watching. So I think Bumrah is the one who does that on the Indian side. We talked about Ashwin a lot. Uh, Our spinners are different, but we talked about Ashwin a lot in the preview. Ashwin bowled well, I think, too. Mm -hmm. But uh, Nadeem Nadeem really didn't do too much. And Ishant is coming off of injury. So it's yes, yes. Yeah, so Ishan bowled like how Anderson bowled. He was not as successful as Anderson, no doubt. I agree with your point that maybe in this test, if Siraj was there instead of Ishan, there would be a level of Siraj bowls a lot of short ones and hurries the batsman. So that could have been a better selection, I agree. But, you know, that's how it is. Shami was another one who got hurt in that Australia series, right? I think that Mm -hmm. was a loss for India as well. Uh, We didn't talk about that in the preview, but... Shami mm-hmm. and Bumrah bowling uh, on on the two ends is is quite intimidating, right? Uh, right. And, and Shami on. Shami at times can be erratic, but definitely is a wicket taker. They're a lethal combination. Both of them are very good. They work well together. There is a possibility Shami will be fit for the day night test in Ahmedabad. So the India first inning batting, Rohit was disappointing. He got a very good ball from Archer. If you look at the ball that he got, it pitched like an off-stump ball and off the seam took it away and, you know, took the catch. You know, Rohit plays that way. He hit sixes that way. You will get out that way. For Gil, Gil played very well and he got he got hit in the finger by Archer and after that is when he got out to the on-drive, which he could not keep down. I'm not sure if that was a... A factor in his dismissal, but he got out. Then came Pujara and Pujara Kohli were batting. And I was like really, really surprised the way India's top order batted in the first innings. If you look at the stats, we lost our first four wickets or 73 runs. And then we had the beautiful Pujara-Pant partnership. And there is, there is something special with Pujara and Pant going on here because they have done it for... Three consecutive test matches now. The way they batted, Pant's innings was brilliant. People should stop expecting Pant to rein in. this. He got 91 runs in this inning being aggressive. He will continue to be aggressive. And as soon as he hit 90s, I said, okay, there's, this is another chance for him to get 100. But I had serious doubts and he got out. The Pujara dismissal broke my heart. I have... Seen only one other time, Sachin get out that way against Australia once. 
uh, where he tries to pull the ball hits the short leg fielder and the Australian fielders I think pointing took the catch that brought my spirits down at the middle of the night at around 1 a.m. so much uh, it is I cannot uh, it is it, it's very difficult for me to explain but and after that you have to give credit to Sundar Sundar is in the side as an all-rounder he performed as an all-rounder although India started uh, in a bad way we did finish in a respectable 337 in the first innings if England had not hit 578 it's not a bad score it's a good score decent score so I, I like to call after seeing him in the first innings I like to call Dom best the burglar, because he got all the dirty wickets. He reminded me, actually, if yes. I were to equate this to another sport, he was like the Dennis Rodman of the England bowling side. <laughs> I felt like he was getting the dirty wickets that England desperately needed, and I believe in the first innings he got five on that. Excellent bowling by Dom Bess. He used his flight very well. His line was outside the off stump, which is what an off spinner's line should be. If you remember, in the Australia series, Nathan Lyon was bowling, especially to Pujara, consistently leg stump line. This was an off stump line. The wicket that he got of Kohli, it's a typical off spinner's wicket, pitched right. Kohli could not reach for the ball. He pushed at the ball, took the inside edge and went to short leg. It's, it is a classical off-spinner dismissal. And best bowled well. He was lucky with Rahane's wicket. Rahane was trying to be aggressive, went for the shots. He was lucky with that. But overall, I think best bowled well. Leach also bowled well. He got hit by... Punt, but in the second innings, he really came back and showed the class he's got. I love the way Shubman is playing. It's incredible to watch this guy. 21 years old. He's a superstar. There are rumors that he's uh, going out with Tendulkar's daughter. Just some side gossip. Not that that matters, but but he, he's so cool. Like, <laughs> way, such a cool guy. Yeah, Virat, I guess, made up for his first innings uh, in his second innings. He played pretty well. He was the only one who stood strong. But I'm pretty disappointed with India, the way they batted. I think the first innings was a chance for them to actually put up a good score because the pitch wasn't that bad then. Pujara, of course, was amazing. But there were some soft dismissals. Like Gil got out yeah. in a slightly irresponsible way. I think um, we have to talk about Rahane too. Rahane's Rahane, batting was he, bad, no? He really had to prove himself this time and he didn't. I read something saying that Kohli was getting quite irritated uh, with people criticizing Rahane, exactly as we're talking about it right now, but he's sort of being a bit defensive. But yeah, he was not very good in this. And he, I mean, even Virat in the first innings, first innings was so important. I mean, so many batsmen failed or it was, it was yeah. excellent bowling also and the fielding also, the, the English fielding compared to the India stuff, which was quite appalling. So... Lots of mistakes. Made tried to make up for it a little bit, by, but by which point that pitch was completely crumbling to bits. So the number of you know the little puffs of dust at every ball, it was just yeah, we yeah. didn't do us, yeah, yeah. India didn't do themselves any favors in that first inning. So other than Pujara, really. Yeah, I know. I think your point about Kohli is a good one because uh, we talked about the big four in our last preview part a little bit, right? When Root put up such a big score coming off his incredible Sri Lanka series and then first test here putting up such an incredible score, you kind of logically, as a fan at least, look to Kohli to counter that, to also show that like I'm here too, especially since he missed the last three tests in Australia. He did a good job in the second innings. It was difficult circumstances with the way uh, the rest of the in India 
dating fell apart the fact that this was on like terrestrial tv and freeview right. and it was just a joy because even right. i'm at my desk upstairs and i've got you know i was just watching it on my phone but it was good enough right. for me you know i was just so happy <laughs> and obviously when i went down to eat lunch or whatever or right. at, first thing in the morning i get up and i'd go downstairs and watch it on tv and it was so great uh, anu talk about your crick info article since we are on the break just talk oh. about, you you wrote <laughs> we want to hear and i've been trying to find that article online if you have a link I please know, send it to think, us i don't think it is i don't think it exists online anymore if anything oh. there may be some printouts that maybe mummy has but okay. i used to have the you know the copies of the html files on my okay. hard disk but over the years i've lost now. several hard disks I've, and i just yeah. lost that it's gone so maybe your I, friend I, dipti can then dig it out from cricket for sure, i i am sure it's gone because like cricket for used to be volunteer run right and right. i used to write um, for the mag the magazine was called the googlers gazette So I used right. to write articles and I used to do some ball by ball coverage also really really good group of people massive cricket fans Yeah I do want to address one topic that was alluded to earlier and that was my take on whether or not uh, Root should have declared after the second inning and I think there's really two points to keep in mind over here the fact that the ball uh, was still hard uh, through the majority of that that inning and then also the habit of giving your bowlers a little bit more time Yeah and I think the one other thing that may have contributed to that is maybe they were thinking about it, India's last match in Australia and thinking they do have the batsman yes the pitch is terrible and it's just going to get worse but maybe it was just this little thing in their head that said let's not risk it and uh you know we'll still give ourselves a full day to get them out but let's not try and yeah. be too blase about the score and you know not give them a challenging enough because they knew that even no matter what score they give they knew that india would be a little tempted to try and get it that's not yeah. it's doomed that india can't chase it but it was yeah. very puzzling yeah. for everybody so but i think the strategy finally bore out with the result they got the result that they wanted obviously root uh, got the player of the match well deserved because his captainship and his performance on the batting side was was top notch it couldn't have been any better but do you think that um this was honestly a flawless captaincy from Joe Root on his 100 test. For personally, I can't think of anything he really did wrong because that's the first thing you look at when you look at cricket captaincies is and you know nobody's perfect. Perfect doesn't exist, but I think this was the closest you could get to that. When Rahane won in Australia and people were praising his captaincy, the only thing he said is that a captain is only good if the plans that are set are executed well by the players. The players make the black captain look good. players executed the plan for root and no doubt he individually he contributed the two the biggest runs but the players are what who make the captain look good england won more sessions in the test match than india did and they and because of that they deserve to win i am quite you know i am quite fond of joe root as well and he he captained really well he played really well the team supported him so well i, I was you know really happy for them i was quite gutted that 
in your loss, but I think they just they could not have deserved it more. Really, the fielding was great too. I think you guys know Stokes and Jadeja are my two favorite players right now. I thought Stokes's first innings batting was was incredible. Just the pacing of it. how he was choosing when to attack and when to uh, lay back lay off he was just a really incredible incredible batsman that first inning i thought his the, his him getting out was a give me for india it really was, it was the, the leg side sweep that went up in the air that they almost missed the catch i thought that was a give me for india so i agree with you uh, neil that i honestly think yeah. he could have played for longer if it wasn't for that simple mistake yeah and then he's the one who bowled kohli on day 5 too so he got Kohli's wicket on day 5 so i thought as usual he comes up as a big x factor the only way india could have chased on the target is basically not losing uh, a lot of wickets before lunch and they lost pujara who's a rock in the side and pujara got an absolute beauty from lee pujara seems to get beauty balls every time he gets out because the balls that other people get out he's able to defend so you need to produce that magical delivery to get pujara out and then the quick succession departure of rahane basically killed the spirit of the chase and it, you could f- see it in virata's face that you know the ball is keeping low people are getting out he is trying to hold one to one side you know it it, it the writing was on the cards so and uh, so it was a disappointing fourth innings by india but so think about it if we lost by 252 runs if england was what 578 in the first innings if they were closer to 378 their score would be closer to india's score we have a test match that is extremely close anybody could have won so basically roots innings and england's batting took the game away finally in final considerations i felt can't do anything about it you know the pitch was just not going to let us get there the first innings of the india batting when the spinners first came on it was pujara and kohli batting when the spinners came on hmm. i felt especially kohli should have played more aggressive against the spinners aggressive in the sense use your feet and play go to the pitch and the ball and either defend or attack that wicket that best got gave him so much of confidence to bowl and that put india in the backward level because when when the 100 run partnership between pujara and pant was happening the first innings they were playing well the spinners were rattled england was little rattled they had to go bring the fast bowlers in uh, they took reach out fast bowlers had to come in. they had to think about ways of breaking this partnership like how india was doing when when uh, root was batting india were not able to stop him but england were able to somehow come up with a way of breaking that partnership and then getting the upper hand in the game and as i said before i think that's where that the game changed pujara rismal changed the game because pant was still batting and pujara was batting and pujara was batting well he was playing aggressive he was going for the shots he was using his feet against the spinners and the strike rate was good we we were in a good pick and you know i just felt that against the run of play when that wicket went and i felt you know this is probably not india's test so it will be interesting to see how we do in the next one because the pitch is going to be a similar kind of a pitch the second yeah. test in chennai again in chennai as kumarna mentioned we have a sense of what the pitch is going to be like now so do you think there will be any changes kuldeep, let's start with kuldeep, india kuldeep 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 <laughs> We all hope so, but well, I think if Kuldeep is not selected, you should go and tell the team management, please release me so I can go and play domestic cricket. Yes, he, he has not played competitive cricket for six months. Yeah, two changes I think they might do. One is Kuldeep, 
for Nadeem. And then the other one, I get a feeling they will get in Siraj for uh, for Ishan because Ishan has got his 300 wicket. He yeah. he needs two more test matches for 100, 100 test match. He will get his chances in in England when India tour England also. So no, it's not that Ishan is not going to play any more tests, but I think for the second test they would want a change and and bring Kuldeep and uh, Siraj in for for Nadeem and Ishan. I feel that would be the change. Rahane keeps his place. Now, Rahane is a very interesting case in the sense that in overseas conditions, he bats well. Domestic conditions, he doesn't bat well. Maybe captaincy improves his concentration and he's able to bat well. But how long can you carry him? How long can Rahane rest on the laurels of uh, Australia series win is a interesting question. I keep talking about it. it. I know it's... I keep mentioning it, but Jadeja is so important to this team. I, I just, I don't think you can overplay his importance on this side. I mean, imagine you have Sundar who batted well the first innings and you also have Jadeja batting. I really think that he's a, just a, such an important X-factor player for India. If you have Jadeja on the side, it gives you so much more flexibility in terms of what you want to do with that no spot. No doubt. No That's no my doubt. point. Okay. And I get he's not playing, but I just have to keep bringing it up because uh, <laughs> he's just my favorite. He's just my favorite. No. I love that guy. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> okay, Nathan, uh, talk about any changes to the England England side selection. You think, or you think they're pretty solid? So, no, there is going to be. It, it's not uh, completely solid for the second test. It's gonna, we're going to see a similar eleven. Michael Vaughn uh, announced yesterday that he really wishes that Joss Butler stays in Chennai for the second test because right now he's slated to go home, and that is based off the whole rotation, the controversial rotation policy that Chris Silverwood, the coach of England, has employed because. England has 17 tours this year. They played one in Sri Lanka. So this is their 16th tour and they have 15 others going on for, for the year. And then on top of that, you have some of these bigger name stars playing in the IPL, Big Bash and some of these other leagues as well. So it doesn't look like at this point in time it could change, but Josh Butler will not be available for the second test. And with that said, that, that makes their lineup more depleted. You know, Nasser Hussein uh, about three weeks ago before, you know, when they first announced who's going to be in Chennai for this test, was very, very disappointed. In fact, I, I don't know if it was him or one of the other analysts who mentioned he feels like the world is falling apart because there was no Mark Wood. There was no uh, Johnny Bairstow. At that time, Josh Fuller was not slated to even arrive in India. And um, there was no uh, Tom Kieran as well. So, you know, some of the chunk of their lineup was really gone. So I expect Ben Folks to be keeping because if Josh Butler is not playing, uh, they're going to probably get Ben Folks to replace him is what I'm thinking. But other than that, I think it's going to be solid. I think there's going to be some discussion on whether or not they want Dan Lawrence at the third spot. I'm not going to say they're going to take him out of the lineup, but they very well might take him out and replace him with someone like another bowler. So whether it's a seamer or a spinner, I don't really care. So hopefully, you know, Stuart Broad or Moen Alley, I feel like, could take Dan Lawrence's spot. Nathan, the question I have for you is that who's batting number three for England? Ollie Pope has proven himself as a middle-order batsman, but he's young enough to the point where he can easily adjust. Crawley was there, no question he would be on the yeah. spot. So you will continue with the two spinners as well as Archer and uh, Anderson and not bring in Broad for Anderson? No, at this point I wouldn't. I mean, I did want to see Broad, but I, I don't <laughs> think there's any room for him at this point. What about pitch conditions and toss? We expect similar conditions to what we saw. Unique thing is Chennai is using a new curator for this, which is surprising, but you know, I'm okay with the pitch that, that was there for the first day. Yeah, I've seen worse. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. If a pitch goes for five days and you're getting a five day, and at least you're getting a second session on the five day, it is a good pitch account. If India considers its team to be world beaters, the number one team in the world, irrespective of who wins the toss, you need to win the match. Toss is something yeah. that is up in the air. You don't go complaining, you know, and saying that we lost the toss and that's why we lost the match. No, you lost the toss, but you still have an opportunity of first crack at the wicket with your bowlers to basically make inroads and curtail them to a score that is much lower than 578. Five seventy-eight was an atrocious score to concede in the first innings. I think if the same thing happens and we lose the toss, we need to bat well in our first innings. That's all. Exactly. That's the saving exactly. grace, you know, when the pitch and is... field well, can't afford mm. any mistakes like the way we did. No, you are you are going to get a few drop catches from Pant. That is going to happen. He's improving, but you take him time. <laughs> He will drop a few from spinners, but. The upside of Pant is more than the downside, according to me. I mean, he, as he showed in his batting the first innings, right? So, second test prediction. Yeah, I think India is going to win this test match. They're going to come back roaring. It is going to be a much better combined effort, uh, bowling, bowling, fielding, and batting effort. They are out for blood now because they know that you know they, uh, England has come into their backyard and basically this was a humiliation. The fifth inning was a. Both innings was a humiliation. Kohli is one to give it back. I think India will win this Test match, and if that happens, the next Test match, which is the day-night Test match in Ahmedabad, new stadium, new pitch, is going to be extremely interesting because in a day-night Test match, the seamers normally do well. But uh, I think India will win. That's my prediction. I agree that India will win. This will go to the wire, but I think that ultimately India will come out big in this Test match because, like you know, this is amazing in many ways because they have not lost at home against England since 2013. That's going back seven, eight years. I think India would probably be almost a bit scared to to even consider losing. This one just because, as you said, Kumarna, they were humiliated in this fourth innings. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe they were sl- lulled into a slight sense of security with the high of Australia, and maybe they took a few things for granted that they shouldn't have. But I think now they've sort of woken up. So my hope is that it is a very, very competitive, interesting match. Obviously, I personally want India to win. But I think it's going to be a really good match. Uh, I don't, don't, I don't know what that pitch is going to do though. Um, it might be better than the previous one, but in what way? I, I genuinely don't know. I think it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be a high-scoring draw. I think India is going to bat well. England, of course, are going to bat well. Whoever wins the toss, I think first two innings will be big scores. At least I hope it's a draw and England don't take us to zero. <laughs> I think Jadeja will come in flying like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I think it will be a redemption match for India. I expect Kohli to have a big score, like a 150. Uh, I really think it's on him to. I think it's on India's heavyweights, so Kohli and Bumrah, to bring this yeah. match home. Uh, I think they have to. Perform well, and I think Kohli will definitely be in a redemption sort of mindset. So India will win, and I think Kohli and Bumrah will be carrying the load for India. All right, I think that's a wrap for the second episode of the Cricket Cousins podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining, and uh, God bless and stay safe. Yeah, lovely. Thank, Thank you. you.